Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Welcome to season four, episode seven of the Kevin and Philip Project. Philip, you got your Powerball tickets for tonight? Got it. If you if a week from if you're listening to this and this is uh Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, first time you hear this and you've said I we've we've never wonder where Kevin and Philip went. Well we're gone for a while. <laughs> well, one of win, us won the Powerball. Yeah, if we win the Powerball, we're set. That's unbelievable. I mean, I know it's a tax on people and the guy that could win it could be uh Drunk on the street, just as easy as me and you, but one point nine billion dollars. Yep. God <laughs> Almighty. I uh, I would just start buy. I would buy in and be part owner of the Yankees just from now on. Just go take it all. I'm buying part owner. I'll start helping make decisions. <laughs> well, I uh, I went to Casey's Saturday on the way to a friend's house and bought tickets for that drawing. Yep. And I was talking to the lady there. She said she hadn't move from behind the lottery powerball computer thing there for over two hours i cannot imagine that i walked into uh, coming home from the airport last week i was stopped in topeka and um went in and stood behind six people buying them and i don't remember what night that was but like last week ago tuesday or something like that and uh just the line was just amazing and every single person doing the exact same thing and i, th- I thought that poor guy is just going to be wore out hitting that button. So I hope, I don't know what the retailers get. I've heard before a little percentage, but they have to make good money when this happens, the retailers themselves. So hopefully they do. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize that they got anything out of it. Yeah. They get a little bit of a kickback for however many sales they do. And I, you'd have to look it up on the lottery website, but it's, it's on there and tells you, I looked it up one time. Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, well, you just got back from Nashville. Yes, well, that's, that's what I was coming from. Um, well, we, we've been back for the past week. week I got yeah. back a week ago today. Um, and I'll tell you, Nashville's just as fun this time as it was the last three times I went. I just love Nashville. And you don't have to be a country music person. I, oh, I think that all. might be a misnomer. People yeah, think, well, not at all. I'm not into country. Well, I'll tell you, you can go up and down through there and hear people sing just about anything, and they all are Big time. Yeah, I guess if that's what you would say, yeah. big time. Yep, it's amazing how many people are there uh, playing music. But yeah, you don't have to be in into country music at all. I mean, I mean Broadway does have a lot of country music. Obviously, there's a lot of bars and and restaurants there that are owned by country personnel. Well, and I don't I don't even know how much they're really even involved in that, other than putting their name on there. And, I actually went by and I was standing at the front of. Um, Blake Shelton's old girlfriend, what's his name? What's Miranda. her name? Miranda Lambert, Lambert's yeah. place. And so I looked up on the liquor license, and it was up by the front door, and I just thought, well, I'll just look on here. Well, I, it was one of those. I Googled his name while I was standing there waiting on Lisa shopping, and uh, and he's just one of those big restaurant group owners yep. that owns multiple yep. restaurants. So that's basically what it is. Their name, they get a, probably a little bit of a kickback. That's the same way Toby Keith's is. It's right. ran by the Hal Smith group out of Oklahoma and it's, yep. uh, and he owns hundreds of restaurants, but anyway, still cool because it's decorated for them and set up for them. Now she's yeah. only two down from 
from uh, yeah, Blake from Shelton, Blake. and I, I thought, well, that's they must have run this deal together back when they were dating because I doubt they wanted to be neighbors in Nashville. But Blake Shelton's place is awesome. Just yeah, all red, three, four levels of awesome music. The rooftops, it's you know, it's like eight to nine dollars a beer, something, something like that. And I looked at, uh, I was standing at Jason Aldean's place, and across mm-hmm. the street from it's Kid Rocks, and mm-hmm. it's five levels, and this right. is. Not quite dark yet. All five levels were shoulder to shoulder yep. packed. Yep. Just tells you how many. And that, that was just across the street. The building I was in was packed the same way. The building Caddy Corner the other way is Blake Shelton's completely packed. It's just an unbelievable amount of people. On a, We got there on a Thursday night, and it was totally packed on Thursday yep. night. Yep. No, and I, that's the one thing I, I think is pretty cool. When I'd been there went to Jason Aldean's and it's four or five levels as well. But uh, each level has a different band or yeah. when I was there yep. and uh, some of them rock, some of them are country, but you can't, when you go from level, like if you're on the third level and you're listening to a country guy and there's a rock group playing above you, you can't hear them. No, like, they soundproof so cool those they buildings. Good. Yeah. yeah. We, we were actually the one group uh, at Jason Aldean's and you think, Oh, it's just country. She was, Almost, well, she had been on The Voice, but she was like Joan Jett and the Blackhearts or something. I mean, she was he- kind of a heavy metal um, the whole time, and she she might have drawn as good a crowd as anybody I saw, people dancing and going crazy and everything. A lot of them just sat there, and like your mid-afternoon guys right. are just sat there and play, mm-hmm. which they're amazing, but that's a little different than some. You get into the night yeah, and the, the real bands the real kick off. talent yeah. comes out, yeah. So, well – so you you I don't remember if you texted me or you tagged me on Facebook, but you uh, did a little uh, food tour there. Yes, the, so if anybody's me and Kevin have talked about somebody feed Phil before, and Phil's latest fifth season is it or fourth season? Fourth season, I think he uh, he did Nashville and did the uh, you know hot chicken and di- just different places, and so we tr- we ended up hitting three of them, I think that he did, and they were. You know, good as advertised. All three places. The hot chicken out there so is did really you go great. To the the Hattie was it Hattie Hattie, Hattie B's, B's hot chicken. Yeah. Yep. Um, went to a one was just a food vendor that he went to that he was that was serves like hot dogs and I mean it just kind of down home food I guess just stuff that you could you'd throw together in your own kitchen but then they have their own spices and everything on it and then the other one was Arnold's which is about a Oh, it's not too far of a walk from Broadway, maybe 15-minute walk. We just walked around when we got – we VRBO with five families, uh, you know, five-bedroom place, and just – you just get along. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. We, we we actually had to uh, take a uh, VR uh, – a what? An Uber or a Lyft downtown every right. day. It cost $6 during the day because we were – just far enough away we could see downtown, but we were about two and a half miles is too far to walk. So, you yep. know, six bucks. And it is very reasonable. Like I was looking at my birthday again this year. Two fifty out of Kansas City, direct flight, you're there in an hour and ten minutes. You cannot drive to Nashville and back for two hundred and fifty dollars. No. Um but I mean if you did have four to six people that all wanted to ride together and have a car when you got there. It's not that bad of a drive. About nine and a half hour drive is what it is. So it's it's doable. But if you've not been, 
don't just take my word for it. Take Kevin's word, too. You need to go nope, to nope, Nashville. Nope. Well, and speaking of, of Jason Aldean's, I went to a Jason Aldean concert last weekend in Wichita. Oh, you did? Was he good? Very good. Very good. Um, the the opening acts were oh, – I, we didn't really pay attention to it too much. But, uh, no, Jason Aldean was very good in concert. I was a little concerned because I had heard some bad things about but I thought it was excellent. Um one thing that was kind of interesting to me, you know, you go to the concerts and they do this whole encore thing, and you, everybody starts cheering. Maybe they come out, maybe they don't. Yeah. Then they yeah. come out, play, leave. You don't know if they're coming back out. So it's getting towards the end of the concert. You knew he, he'd been up there for a while, and uh, you know he said uh, he made a comment that he said, "I don't like to waste time with encores. I think that's bullshit. I think they're stupid." He goes. We're just going to play all the songs you came here to listen to us play, and when we're done, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> he went ahead and told so, you up yep. front, huh? So The Bellamy Brothers have gotten so good at encores that they step off stage, and I've been to them enough to watch them. They just stand back there and do like a hard count, let everybody scream for like one minute, and then here they come. Just right. do it like it's I'm a right. minute. And, and maybe that's more ego. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, it's 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 one thing, Phil, when when you're at a concert and they're doing this encore thing, and you know they're not done because there's some very the best, very popular yeah, songs the that they haven't played yet. On the flip side of it, I do like to go to the concerts if they're going to do that, where they've sang their songs. And when they come out, it's either a cover from somebody else, you know, something that's fun, but it's not you weren't expecting it. I guess. Well, George Strait at in Wichita walks completely off the stage and was gone for what I thought several minutes, like he was not coming back. Well, then he came back, and it was like they were hoisting in Jesus or something, you know. And I thought, like you just said, I think he's a little excessive yeah. and silly. Silly, and, and I'm glad Jason Aldean does it that way because it is kind of silly. I think it's self uh, – well, they got the Donald Trump syndrome. They like to have be patted right on the back. <laughs> so, but no, it was it was a good concert. So <laughs> the other thing happening around here is uh, last weekend we just had the uh, marathon here. I saw a lot of Facebook marathon. people. Did so, you do it? I did not do it. Um, I didn't really have much to do with it. Uh, right. My wife and and daughter both volunteered. So Kelly volunteered. Kelly can't Friday run yet Saturday. due to her knee. Correct. So um, everybody I talked to. The, did it said it was fabulous well organized there was a few small complaints like there were some really serious runners since it was a boston qualifier that i heard complain that there was a little too much trail running and not all pavement you know you go to the chicago yeah. new yorks it's all on streets but uh um, overall everything was good i talking to kelly she mentioned that uh, it was or well organized like from a volunteer standpoint you knew where you were supposed to be, you know, when you were supposed to be there, and you knew what you were supposed to do. Like, there was no questions. Uh, I mean, it, I just got good comments all the way around. That's good. So, and it looks like quite a turnout. So, other than Facebook, <laughs> I saw people complaining left and right on Facebook. I can't get to work and... Uh, oh, complaining was, about yeah, the soreness? Uh, no, no. The, oh, the okay. Saturday other, morning, other they were mad that streets were blocked off. And, and so I was talking to some of the volunteers, Kelly being one of them that were out on the course. And it's like the the roads were blocked when there were runners going by. But after the first group goes by and it starts to thin out, like they would let cars through. Right. It wasn't like it was blocked well, for seven hours. Well, everybody wants to complain so about something. I was just like, I mean, people stop. It, this is a, it was a huge deal. They had over 800 runners. 
they're doing an economic impact study on it, but I mean, there, there's a lot of money brought to the uh, community with hotel rooms and restaurants being full. I mean, downtown was packed Friday and right. Saturday. So I know that the runners are going to live longer than me. I know runners are in better shape than me, um, but more healthy than me. I cannot run. I cannot. I mean, I can go for a nice two or three mile walk, but even when I was a kid, my brother's, my little brother, Stephen, he could just run for miles and miles. I'm in about a mile and I'm done. Yeah, I mean, right. that's, that's what we, that's why, that's why our forefathers uh, learned to break horses and start <laughs> and rent invented cars. If you want to go 26 miles, I'll ride a horse or take a car. But I, I mean, if, I know they enjoy it and love it. Probably, probably you're just, uh, it's all about a mind. You, you, mind against your body or whatever but yep. i could never do it now it's it's tough i i did when i was younger and and i've tried i've got some foot problems so it's really hard for me to run i got um, some but i just don't lung problems and belly problems <laughs> so well hey i got a question for you i, I didn't we we didn't talk about this beforehand i didn't prep you for this i'm just i just want to see what comes to your mind when i and and you can't say a yankee player when i ask yeah. this question in our lifetime who do you think the best pitcher that you've watched play baseball, Major League Baseball, is? I almost have a t tie. Okay. I, and I already know automatically. Nolan Ryan is like one, and Greg Maddox is 1A. Okay. That's my two. Yeah. Well, I, I think those are both excellent choices. And, and Nolan Ryan was the answer I was looking for. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the stats, it's it's no question. But so Netflix has a, a documentary that yes, recently came it. out. Have, so you have seen yeah. it? I watched it. Man, I just didn't remember all of those uh, all those records. I mean, I was watching it. You know, I was I wanted to see the Ventura thing again, and the one right. where Bo Jackson hits him in the face with the ball and all. You that. You don't realize but, he was in there in '66. He was in there. That's mm -hmm. that's unbelievable. It's, you know, one of the neat things about the documentary is his wife. Um, Basically, Nolan said, I'm going home. I'm going to be a cattleman in, like, 1973. Yeah. That's when I was three years old. Yeah. He's still pitching when I was 33 years yeah. old. So it's just unbelievable what kind of a career he had. And uh, he, he was on such bad teams for so many of the years. The Houston teams were so bad that he would go, like, 11 and 18 and have a 1.8 ERA. Right. Yeah. If he'd have been playing for the yeah. Yankees, he'd have been yeah. 30 and 2. Yeah. Something like that. He just he, – his numbers are – skewed back yeah, there was there due was, to the teams he there played was on. one year he played with the astros where he had like eight games where he only allowed one run and they went one and seven in those yeah, eight yeah, games it's, like it's, that's crazy if he would have but he said on in the documentary that living in new york was not for well, him you know it's it's interesting you think about baseball players today and uh and money so when he first was a rookie when he got done with baseball that season, in the off season, he went and got a job. Even more than work. a rookie, all the way up to so. about the seven, his 70-71 season. He was there in 66, so he's five years in the big leagues and still had to have a part-time job in the winners. That tells you how much money changed. And he was one of them. He's the first million-dollar pitcher. First million so. dollar, I think he was the first million-dollar athlete. He may, may well have been. So. But, that's, uh, but yeah. I'm telling you, the owners back then must have just been raking it oh, in. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, you got yeah. guys paying for you for fifty thousand, yeah. and you're making that a night. Yeah. yeah, just uh. So, well, and I got another one for you, another show. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know how to say this. I guess 
This is the uh, hard-hitting investigative journalism that people come to this podcast for right yeah. here. But I saw there's another Netflix documentary coming up here pretty, I think, in a week or two here in, in November sometime. But it's called Pepsi, Where's My Jet? Have you heard of this No. One? What is it? So apparently back in 96, Pepsi did a commercial where if you collected 7 million Pepsi points, you got uh, – you could win a $23 million Harrier jet, so this ridiculous military jet. Right, right. So I guess <laughs> I guess these two guys decided they were going to take it on, but then they realized real quick that that was 1.4 million 12-packs of Pepsi in order to get this jet, to get these yeah. points, and they were going to die a, a, a painful death by doing that well they found out that you could actually that there was a loophole here and that you could actually buy pepsi points directly and with the exchange rate they could buy seven million of these pepsi points for seven hundred thousand dollars so and then they get a hairier jet so they bought seven million pepsi points for seven hundred thousand dollars and uh Pepsi. As you can guess, this ended in a lawsuit, I guess. Yeah. Pepsi, Pepsi said, Pepsi never came no, through. we were joking around about this. Right. And they're like, you didn't say, there's no asterisk, no fine print. You didn't say anything about you were joking. So don't know how the lawsuit ended up, but there's a documentary coming up about this. And I guess we'll find out uh, uh, who won the lawsuit. But yeah, that's one coming up this month. I thought looked interesting. I might have to check out. Well, I know a lot of people out there are excited about the new season coming up of uh, Yellowstone. Yep. Uh, are you? I I actually quit in season two. I just too many people are dying every week. Oh, no, nope, I'm I just, still on it. You're still on still it. Still okay. all over it. I I mean that's a good show. It was great when I was watching it, but I I got to, it just I can get turned off pretty fast on shows that people can't just kill people every single week I, and get I, away I know with what it. You mean. And it drives me nuts. Yeah, no, so I, I know quit, what you but, mean. But I know I hear people all the time say, "Man, it's the greatest show," and and it it is well written and well other than the killings. But it's it's uh it's a funny, but it's I see that it's about to come back yeah, out. So we'll have some exciting too, people. Yep. But besides that, on TV, how did your weekend go in college football? <laughs> I was I I was watching live. Was you watching? Well, live? I've been since you and I last spoke. I've been down, up, down. So yep. um, I'll say this, and it 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 feels terrible, especially after the loss Saturday for K State, but. Their record is right where I thought it would be. Yeah. Now, as we talked earlier in the season, I thought we'd beat Tulane, lose to OU. Right. But when you look at overall in the season, same thing. I thought we'd beat TCU, but I thought we'd lose to Oklahoma State. So, yep. record-wise, where we need to be, still got a chance. If we win out, which is possible, still got a chance to be in Arlington in December. So Almost anything's possible in the Big 12. It's just it's not a very good league this year, in all honesty. So I we beat up each other and it, 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 and it does and that's that's part of I mean there's there's the nice thing which is you play everybody you've got the true champion because yep. everybody's played everybody but, but on the flip side of that when you look at the SEC where some of these teams don't play for eight seasons right you could end up in a situation where a team gets the right draw on the right year yeah. and avoids some of those tougher teams and. Um, so it, that's, that's the downside of that, but no, I mean, 
And the SEC just keeps getting – I mean, look how good LSU is, Alabama is, Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama's Florida. This, well, they're out, but, man, would you want to play Oh, them? no, no, no. I mean, they're still just, a good football team. Yeah. I just, they just reload and reload and reload. Now, Texas A&M thought that they did, and they've just kind of laid an egg. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. That, uh, for the hype that was built right, behind the, them. All the money that went into that right. recruiting class. But uh, – it's tough. This, for the they, freshmen, we, the, man. I sit here and watch another terrible, tough loss at Oklahoma, and Oklahoma fans are acting terrible, spoiled to death. I sit in the stands with them uh, in South End Zone Saturday, and I've never heard so much cussing and screaming and drinking. You know, now that the whole stadium can drink. Yeah. People just get well, too drunk. I mean, it, you cannot be that drunk and be mad at the same time. You just turn into a group of idiots, right. and they were. Well, and it's interesting you bring that up. And I like, and of course I'm an OU guy, but that's, uh, I, I. So K State has is right now. You can only drink in certain designated areas right. of the stadium. You cannot drink in the entire stadium. So there's a couple of beer gardens you can go into. And then your premium seating, so your suites and club levels and all that have have beer. But if you just sit outside, you, unless you go into one of these specific areas, you can't get a beer. Right. So the last couple of years, this has been a big deal because it's all about we got to draw people to the games. We got to get them off of their chair and for out. For, what what can we do? We have to offer an experience to get those people, most of those people, to do this. And so alcohol sales always comes up in this conversation. K-State at this point has elected to continue to not have alcohol sales throughout the entire stadium. Right. And so K-State has an, a reentry policy. So you can leave the stadium and come back into the stadium and get your ticket scanned again. Not all stadiums allow you no, to No, we do can't that. do that at right. Oklahoma. So K-State has said, well, we have it's one or the other. If we're going to sell alcohol in the stadium, we are going to get rid of the reentry policy. If we keep the reentry policy... We're not going to serve beer because people are going to leave and go out and get a beer in their car and come back right. instead of paying the $9 or whatever for a beer. So they're not going to make as much money. What's interesting is, so a couple weeks ago, we played at TCU. And so, and this whole conversation has come up. You got a Christian college you're at. So apparently, and I've heard this from multiple sources, some on, on online, some that I actually talked to people who went to the game. The TCU student section was throwing beer cans out on yep. the field, throwing them at the players. I was going to get to that in just one and, second. And uh, one of one of the uh, uh, one of the people that I talked to said they had mentioned something to the cops about it, and the and the cop told them, "Oh, it's a huge problem here. We yep. we talk to the administration of TCU every week about it, and they've done nothing." So they about have open it, so. beer sales like but Oklahoma they, does yeah, at apparently TCU. They do. Yeah, I would say this is one of the things the people that sat in the suites, and Lisa was in the suites right behind the uh, student section, and the people in the suites there said, "Our student section used to leave before we had beer sales, mm -hmm. and we don't have a reentry policy." So our student section would dwindle and dwindle and dwindle on game day. Now the student section actually does stay, mm -hmm. but how many of them are really 21? Right. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm getting yeah. to. The, the section that I was setting in in the south end zone, I never saw a guy walk by me with a beer. Everybody double-fisted. Now that's one thing you could do. You could say one beer at a time, mm -hmm. one at a time, not two at a time. But I'm telling you, like, I don't know if you guys ever heard me talk about the trailer park boys and how bad they cuss and everything, mm -hmm. but Annabelle actually said to me, she goes, 
I felt like we were sitting with the Trainer Park yeah. boys for the whole game because they people just, just, and I know I it gets. I mean, if you're third and ten seven times during a ball game and you get up and go crazy and cheer and their guy runs up the middle for 15, which happened again and again and again. It's what got us beat. Well, then the fans just slowly yeah. start turning. And then all of a sudden they're not fans anymore. They're coaches, all of them. And the drinking, I think – I mean, I think K-State could go there and watch how Oklahoma fans act during a loss, during a win. You know, it is what it is. You're going to be a lot happier, but – but you're not going to win every game at home. So, I don't think it's worth the trouble. Well, then they had an offensive lineman that uh, – no, a defensive lineman that um, on a goal line stand, um, he punched Eric Gray. One of our guys hit him then too. and then, But anyway, he's the one that got caught, so he got thrown out of the game. So, he has to be escorted all the way down the the east side, <laughs> you know, with a guy – with no helmet on, just walking out, then all the way down the south end zone to get across to be led back to his locker room. You've never in your life experienced a kid, 19-year-old kid, get cussed the way this kid oh, got. It was – and I told yep. Annabelle, I go, it's the drinking. I mean, it just yeah. – everybody's tough. Everybody's flipping him off and screaming. And I said, that is embarrassing to be an Oklahoma fan and look around and see. I wrote it on Facebook, an OU fan thing. And a guy goes, well, he punched one of our players. And I go, he's playing football. <laughs> you're sitting in the stands drunk. So, yeah. you're that, you make, that makes it right. So it's just – but I do think the beer just leads to nothing good. I mean, and not saying I don't drink beer, but you just can't have upset fans and beer yeah. and mix them together. Yeah. I think and, it'll end up leading to fights. It ends up leading to – Oh, I'm, I'm sure it does. Violence. Yeah. It's oh, no yeah. telling what it does. Yeah, because I've, I've always been torn on it in Manhattan and – because I hate the reentry policy, because and I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm as guilty of it as other people. But you leave at halftime, you go out to your car in a parking lot, and unfortunately for K State, or unfortunately depending on what you look at it, with most of the people parked right there, you can leave at halftime, go out, drink a couple beers at your car, come back in. When you watch K State games in Manhattan, though. The first half of the third quarter, there's nobody in the stand, right? Because people are just starting just to starting filter to dwindle back, back in. in. So yeah. I like the idea of keeping them in there, but then I see this kind of stuff, and I'm like, I don't really want that to be Manhattan. So I let me tell you one more beer. one more issue with it. Men's bathroom lines used to oh. were not that long. You get oh, put beer in all those guys' hands. It it would it almost took me the entire halftime to go to the bathroom <laughs> one time. Because the line is so yeah. incredibly long, and it's all but you know, it's not. It's because of beer. That's yep. it just. Yep. It's a fact. Yep. But anyway, well, that's, so our football team team season is not winding the way we picked it. Are yep. we going to do a little preview of our basketball season we this are. tonight? I, I want to ask you one question before we get to basketball. Um, did you watch any of the K State game? I know you were in Norman. No, yeah. I was. Okay. I mean, other than or just K-State looking, I was right. just looking up on the screens okay. and stuff. But no. Well, I saw a situation that I wanted to address. That so first series of the game, K State's on defense, and one of K State's best defensive backs gets called for targeting and gets ejected from the game, literally within like a minute and a half of the start of the game. Yeah. So it was the play was it was a crossing route, and so he's coming in from one side, and the receiver's coming from the other way. The receiver bobbles the ball. As he's bobbling the ball, our guy kind of wraps him up and t- and to tackle him, and his head kind of goes down a little bit. 
and then our guy comes across and hits him. Led with his shoulder. Yep. But apparently, that's still targeting if it's a defenseless player, and that's what they ruled. So he led with his shoulder, and he did make contact kind of in the in the neck area, head and neck, and so they called targeting. Changed completely changed the game a yep. minute and a half into the game. Yep. My opinion is there's a difference between a malicious leading I with the so helmet, too. leaving your feet going at somebody and hitting them. The in way the, the head. kid went speared into Dylan Gabriel, speared with the top of his helmet, is different than a shoulder. Right. I maybe make it a fifteen yard penalty so and move off. on. Right. Well, you penalize the team twice. Because they get the penalty, yep. and the player gets ejected. So I, th- I thought, uh, in the, my opinion, he should get a warrant. Like if it's not a, if you don't, if they don't feel like it's a malicious trying to hurt somebody, in that scenario, you give the kid a warning. Right. Still do the penalty, but give the kid a warning. If he does it again, then he's ejected. But no, if it's not malicious, I completely agree. Because I've seen stop if he stops and the guy catches the ball, he's going to go right around. Do you know how many times I've seen? Uh, it looks to me like the the guy comes in to tackle and then they hit helmet to helmet, and it's because the offensive player lowered their Correct. head more times then, than not. And and I'll think, well, the offensive player should be called for spearing more than a defensive player yep. does, but it never happens yep. that way. They only look at it from the defensive side, but. How many running backs have you seen put their head down and just drill a guy in the chest? Yeah. Happens every yeah. game. Yep. And there's no penalty, yep. there's no nothing. Yeah. And that's and that's what I was going to say. There was two other plays in that game that Texas did not get flagged for targeting that was way more malicious and way more dangerous in that play. I was talking – I can't remember who it was. I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. Oh, I was talking to Paul, my neighbor across the street. And he had a great idea, too. He said, in that scenario – you either the Texas has a choice. They can either just take the penalty and move on, keep the guy in the game, or eject the guy but no penalty. But to double penalize the K State basically, yeah, it was was a joke. And I, I was like, I, I don't know. I I see all this stuff, and and they've got to get this target. Well, they've made. I know control. they've made it playing defense almost impossible. Even yeah. in the in the. Uh, professionals in the last couple of weeks with the quarterbacks being said that they are targeted and they're not even was it a Kansas City chief guy that landed on top of him and they yeah but yeah, Chris what, Jones, what else yeah. was he gonna do yeah. I mean, no and we had one of those too it was a, it was a tackle the play the play had started inbounds the guy Texas guy cut up was running up the sideline K-State guy comes over to tackle him well the guy ended up angling after he got hit kind of angled out well momentum took them yeah four or five feet out of bounds and the K-State guy was kind of falling backwards. And you could tell one of his arms he had let go, but the other one he still had the guy wrapped up. They ended up falling over. Well, they called a late or a unsportsmanlike conduct penalty against him. I'm like Did you did you end up at the end of the day saying I just watched an NFL running back for Texas? Um, yes. I mean, he's yeah, good. he's yeah. He's really oh, yeah. good. No, he is. Yeah. The kid from Baylor I thought was really good. And I don't know if we made him look good, but I don't even know his name, Zero. I tried not looking at him. He was the their running back was really good. Well, and you mentioned one other thing I was gonna mention, you mentioned A and M earlier. So I was doing a little digging on this because a few weeks ago we talked about coaches' buyouts, right? Yeah. And and how ridiculous they're getting. So Jimbo obviously Fishers. Yeah, obviously A and M's not doing well. So I thought I'd look at if you have any idea what his contract looks like. Well, I know that they said that they just backed the truck up and unloaded money. He's in the hundreds of millions, isn't he? So, 
right now, if A and M were to try to buy him move out. away from Jimbo Fisher, I'm, I'm, I got the numbers here in front of me. I was reading through it real quick. Um, so in the next, this is the next three years. So starting with this year, the buyout this year would be eighty five million nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Good lord. Year two, so a year from now. Seventy-six million eight hundred thousand, and year three from now, sixty-seven million five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Can they can they take three more years of what's been going on? They're gonna have to. <laughs> or so, else somebody's gonna have to unroll. So, oil prices better go back up. So for comparison's sake, when Charlie Wise got bought out at Notre Dame, that's when everybody really started this yeah. uproar about about buyouts. So his buyout was $19 million in 2009, and everybody threw a fit. Yep. 13 years later, it's $76 million. <laughs> Notre Dame could buy three Charlie Wises and still spend less money than A&M firing their coach. So A&M is – you know, I've, I've talked about delusional sports teams that, you know, think they're going to win it every year. A&M may, may be the worst. They're up there for they're sure. Just every year they're going to so, win the national championship, yeah. and they just uh, – Well, and now you got – And they don't even make – <laughs> well, they don't. Even, they don't even win conference no, championships. No. They've never. Yeah. to play for a no. national championship's a joke. So now you got. So Auburn just fired their coach. Yep. So now Auburn will have four coaches on their payroll next year: Chiswick, Malzahn, Brian Harson. They just fired, and whoever they hire. Coach, How they hire next? They'll have yeah. Four coaches they're paying next Isn't year. Isn't that something? They, so it's the hey. The, that's why do you think OU and Texas went to the SEC? There's deep pockets down there, yes, and there is. lots of money. Uh, speaking of that, though. Let's roll right into basketball for a minute because some ex- interesting things have happened over the last week in Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> they've they've self imposed they've they've self imposed themselves uh, self penalized, um, which generally means you're guilty of everything you've been accused of. But they've slapped Louisville on the wrist, you know, for level one and level two violations, which got Oklahoma State into no playoffs. Yep. But they've lessened the penalty to Louisville for some reason. But I look at it as like Kansas is also going to get a lesser penalty than Oklahoma State got for virtually the exact same. No, they, they've announced on. KU's penalty. NCA is done with it. They Did they announce, announce it, it today? Uh, well, no, it was, last, it was late last week. Okay, what, so what did you get? I'm, I'm going to tell you. So I'm going to I'm going to do this not from a direction of bagging on KU. I'm just going to present facts. I'm going to tell you what's going on here, okay? So, you mentioned Oklahoma State. So, let's let's start with them. Very similar situation, significantly lesser cheating that they found at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State cooperates fully with the NCAA, mm-hmm. admits to the, the allegations, um, Finds themselves, NCAA, takes away scholarships correct, from themselves. NCAA tells all the NCA everything they need. You can check whatever, do whatever. So they had one level one violation. One. Uh-huh. They got three scholarships taken away, and they had a postseason ban for a year. Yep. Then they didn't have it. Then they did have it, but that's a whole different story. KU has five level one violations. Five. So five times the amount that Oklahoma State does. <laughs> Ultimately, KU's punishment is the same three scholarships taken away, which is a joke. Spread out over three years' time. I, yeah, I didn't look into it yep. that much. And their coach can't coach for four games. 
and that's it. There's more to it about recruiting visits and stuff uh, he, like that. He's already he's already served his penalty between April and July. He could be not go on any off campus visits. Correct. But guess what? What better time to no. take vacation, yeah. April no, through July? No, I mean, that's a, a great deal a for Bill Self. And I'm telling you right now, all those recruiting trips and all those kind of things that they can that they get levied against or whatever, you can get around those. I mean, KU has shown they're not going to not cheat. I mean, they're going to cheat. So you give them all uh, these just, things. Uh, at Oklahoma, we just got to get better at it. So, I mean, but basically that's the, the NCAA has shown that the best thing you can do if you get accused of something is to not cooperate, number one. Yep. Fight it tooth and nail until you get to the end. And then you're going to get slapped on the wrist. Oklahoma State did everything they were supposed to do, and I would argue got more severe punishment for one violation yeah, than KU did. did for five. So the four games that Bill Self has to sit out are the, tonight against University of Nebraska-Omaha. He does miss the Duke game. That's the only one. That's yeah, the really big one. And then he'll be right back in the Bahamas for the – North Carolina State or yeah, North, or yeah, somebody. Yeah. But he's That's, sitting out UNO, North Dakota State, and Southern Utah games. KU would literally win all three of those games with zero coaches on right. the bench. Like, yeah, there's right. literally no penalty. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm like, if, if you get accused of lack of institutional control and you're the head coach, I don't care if it's football, basketball, women's soccer. If you get accused of that, my opinion, you should be fired immediately, and you should not be allowed to coach for a period of time. I can argue. I what tell that you what's frustrating like, in that same re regards is uh, Kelvin Sampson did it time and time and time again at Oklahoma, and got fired from Oklahoma and left Oklahoma with us being penalized everywhere. Correct. With him, no repercussions yep. to him whatsoever. Yep. Goes to Indiana. Does the exact same thing in Indiana, getting paychecks from both places. It, it, it's ridiculous. Where, like you said, the coach should be penalized, absolutely. not the players. Absolutely, that had nothing to do with it, I, and I, that's what happened at I, Oklahoma and happened at Indiana. I both. wouldn't say the players have nothing to do with it. it well, a, on the a, a, major, a majority but, of the players. I know some are getting money put in their hands, but what if you didn't? No, now I you're agree. Being Hundred percent agree. I yeah. just don't. And and you know what? You put money in kids' hands these days. The next college down the road is liable. Now it's okay to give them money. Yeah. So now you'll just move on. So well, what's and, the and point? And the whole time, KU's been saying that they're not guilty, but at the end of the day, they're like, we accept the NCAA's yep. punishment because <laughs> it's nothing. It is nothing. <laughs> so, oh, but I knew that was going to happen. Who do you think is going to win the Big 12? Hey, this year? Tang Gang. Tang Era starts tonight at K State. So. I'm telling you, I I, I watched. I, I'm parts. afraid that it's going to be a long season for K State. I would, if I was going running down it backwards, I think there's a three groups of good, three groups in the middle, and, th and another group that's kind of bad, similar to what football. And was. where do you think K State lands? In I that? think they're not going to be good. They're so, in the rebuilding. Okay. I think it's going to be a long year. I, I would. Um, I, I'll put a wager. Let's let's make a wager. I hear online twenty bucks. Where do you think K K State is going to end the season? Well, there's ten teams, okay, uh, and they're picked dead last. Seven, by the eight, coaches. nine, ten. Those bottom four, they're going to be in the bottom four. Seven, eight, nine, ten. So okay, so would you bet me 
twenty dollars. So keep in mind that the coaches. It is legal to bet last. on sports it in is, Kansas absolutely. now. Yeah, I could do that. Twenty. So would yeah. you bet me twenty dollars? I will say K State will finish better than seventh in the conference. Better than seventh. Seven, so eight, six nine, through ten. one. Yeah, I would take that bet. All right, let's do it. I Just, think West Virginia will be the worst team in the league, and Oklahoma will be potentially in that bottom four. If uh, but I tell you who's. Who's their top six to me? If I'm going down the top six, not necessarily in the order that they're going to finish, but Kansas, Baylor, Texas, TCU, um, that's four. Iowa State is tough on defense. That's five, and so you're saying six or better's where K State's yeah, going to be. Six or better. Yep. See, now there's a whole group there. It could be OU, could be K State, could be OSU, could be Texas Tech. Do don't know anything about some of these guys. Texas Tech lost nine of their top ten scorers from last year, and the whole team is, um, what do you call them, transfer portal right. guys. I mean, yep. and everybody has transfer portal guys. But I do think top three is pretty easy. Baylor, Kansas, TCU. Um, Baylor's the interesting one to me. I mean, obviously they've, they've shown they've got good coaching, and they have good players. Um, they have a lot of players back, but players that didn't contribute a lot. I I don't I don't know that Baylor is going to, and they they could very well prove me wrong. But I, well, I, I don't, don't know. know you, they lost a couple think. of players, but they were a number one seed last year in the NCAA tournament, and uh, and they uh, what I read, and I didn't you know only that IMG place that has all those unbelievable yeah, academy. Yeah, the, uh, they got the best player in the country. He signed the best player in the country, and he's supposed to be starting for him. He's supposed yep. to be something unbelievable. Yep. If he's something unbelievable like Kevin Durant, then you're going to another level. Right, which I think um, is that Keontae George. It is, Keontae yeah, George, so, yep. He's yeah, supposed so they to be lost really good. Their four of their best players last year. Baylor lost four of their best players last year. Two of the NBA, one transferred, one graduated. And I think he's playing overseas somewhere. But uh, they've got, like I said, they've got nine returners coming back, but not a lot of minutes, not a lot of experience. Um I mean, Flagler's probably the only guy that has any kind of real experience. So, to your point, they they got players. I'm not saying they don't. I think putting Baylor number one this year is a stretch. I think they might be top four, but I don't think they're number one. You mean in the Big Twelve? In the Big Twelve. In yes, the Big Twelve. Yes. I I I would. That's what I say. There's that one group there of four. I think it's um, Kansas, Baylor. Probably Texas and TCU's would be my top TCU's four. TCU's the other one. I mean, everybody's I mean, Iowa State was they got a lot of returners. Iowa but. State went to the Sweet 16 last year, but uh, and they were top five defense in the whole country last year. So, I mean, I'm probably underrating Iowa State. They're tough at home. They play great defense. They uh, and they didn't lose everybody. Now Oklahoma, I didn't. I don't think we're going to be. Very, I mean, the those you know the Tanner Groves and his brother Jacob are not bad, but other than that. I don't even know. We had a transfer kid come in that's averaged 19 for uh, – he might have came from Arizona or somewhere like that. But you don't know about transfers. Who? Hopefully they fit in. Hopefully yep. they uh, – you just don't know. Good. I do know that OSU – I could have them I, – I had them as high as sixth. And when I was looking at it, fifth, sixth, seventh, you just don't know. But they – they were – they're going to have to do something. You know, remember they had the co-defensive player of the year last year, the big 7-1 guy, and then they've got like another – I mean, their front court is uh, – the, the, the guys underneath are huge. They're just going to have to get some scoring out of their guards because those guys don't score. And if they do, he did get a transfer in himself that was really good. And um, 
you know, if the guy comes in and plays and averages nineteen twenty a night or whatever, they could be they could be tough too. So so who's the OU player that nobody knows right now that you think people will be talking about by at the end of the season? The Nevada transfer. Okay. Grant Sherfield is his name. He averaged nineteen for Nevada. Um he's supposed to be the runner of the offense. We'll see. And then I, every they were, you already know the Groves kid, but I yeah. think that Tanner Groves, he could he's no pro athlete or anything, but he he could be good in the Big Twelve. He can be good. I mean, I mean he's like he's like that kid we used to have that looked like Larry Bird that transferred <laughs> to North Carolina. Oh yeah, he's great, great one night and terrible the next. You just I mean you just wish they would more consistency would be everything in the world. But yeah. you have a new coach. Ours is in the second year. Um, the the stable the more stable places are your Baylor's your yeah. Kansas your TCU's I, I'm putting Texas up there Texas went to the second round of the tournament last year I just know Texas has tons of talent oh yeah they that's do. just nope. you just don't know what's going to go I think with them. from top to bottom this is the deepest isn't the right word but I think this is the closest or the the shortest gap between the top and bottom top to of the, the bottom. conference that we've had in a long, long time, as long as I can remember in the Big 12. Well, I mean, you know I the West Virginia coach, right? I do know You know him pretty Virginia well, coach. right? I, I've, I've heard of him once do or you, twice. Do you think that he's going to come in last again? I mean, he is that kind of a guy. Which I mean, he went to the transfer portal heavy too. So, I put him last, but it's hard for me to believe that he's going to allow him to come in last again. Yeah, well, I mean, I – I, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't pay attention to him. I don't. I'm not in West Virginia, so I don't follow that program. Um, but you know, Huggins I can see him. Not, but I can see him kind of. I mean, he's getting up there in age. I can see him. Yeah. You know, kind of. I don't say mailing it in. That's not the right term I'm looking for. But maybe not uh, trying quite as hard. I guess maybe, maybe. that could be it. Uh, I don't know. But if K State comes in seven, eight, nine, ten, seven, eight, nine, ten, I win twenty. Yep. Right. One through six, I went. Write 20. that down, somebody. So. Jimmy, put that in your pad in your pocket. <laughs> I've I've got some bets on K State making it to the tournament this year. I think so. So I'm gonna start with my 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 purple color tinted glasses here. Um, I, I watched them play the exhibition game. I know it was against Washburn. They're fun to watch for the first time since Bob Huggins was at K State. We got a team that will run up and down the court. Yep. Actually, give some effort and rebounding. Um, so, the challenge to your point with K State and the transfer portal is we have two returning players from last year's team. Right, two. right. That's and where I that's where I looked at it. Where I thought they might not finish as so, good as what you're hoping they do because they just you just don't know. So, the transfers, and that's where these guys made a huge dent in the transfer portal for K State. You don't know why they transferred. There's always those question marks, as you were alluding to before. What's great about I, – I can no longer complain about Transfer Portal because if there's no Transfer Portal, this rebuild project at K-State's five or six years. Yeah. Two returning players. But with the Transfer Portal, it can be one year. I mean, look at KU yep. football this year. So you've got a kid from Mississippi State who was a decent player there. You've got Gerald Colbert from LSU 
who when he did play did well. He didn't see the court a lot. Young kid. You got David and Gesson, who's from Virginia Tech. So these are kids that aren't transferring from North Dakota State. I mean, they were at big programs. Now, they didn't play a lot or they transferred. Who knows why? But I'm going to tell you right now, Keontae Johnson, so he's from Florida. He's the one that that collapsed on the court a couple years ago. Supposedly he's been medically cleared. Has heart issues. Correct. Yeah. He was the I SEC wondered about him. preseason player of the year that yep. year when he collapsed. So he's going to be at K-State for one year this year. If It's if, for something to prove. He's got for a chip himself, on his shoulder. For himself, yeah. yeah. It, it's uh, If he can stay healthy, he will be in the first or second, all probably second all-conference team. First team would be – Who, did you, who do you think is the best player in the league? If you looked through the league, I've, got, I've looked at the – couple of names. I mean, of course, somebody's going to say Jalen Wilson at KU, which he could be. He needs to score, I guess, for me, score a little more. I uh, I get to actually follow him on Facebook because he's uh, kin to some people from Ada. His mom's from Ada, Oklahoma, oh, so I follow him. I didn't know him, that. Yeah. Okay. But um, I, I, I know he's good. He's probably headed for the NBA. The kid from TCU is the favorite, Mike Miles, and I remember he was really good last year, but who knows. Uh, outside of that, like Oklahoma, remember I would know it's Buddy Hield. I knew. I mean, I had names <laughs> I knew, and I thought, oh, it's exciting to go watch. I don't see big excitement nope. in the league. It's pretty, I, like you said, the parody is yeah. I, way I think better for that Player of the Year. What it's one of two things. It, it's either on it's the best player on the team that wins the conference, or if there's a player that's just head and shoulders above everybody yeah. else. And that team's got to finish, I think, in the top half of the league. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I, if you were that throws getting, out any player if, from Oklahoma. Well, then. if you're gonna if you're gonna make me pick, I'd say Jalen Wilson would be my pick. At this yeah, point. that's what I would think but, too. Um, so, so I asked you this question, and, and I'll tell you my answer to this. So, the my answer to who's the guy at K State that nobody's talking about, nobody knows yep. really who he is. People are going to be talking about at the end of the year. And I struggle with this one because there's two of them. Because Keontae Johnson, I can't say that. Everybody knows him. He's going to be the stud of the team. So here's my here's the what I settled. I settled on two. Naquan Tomlin is number one. So and everybody's like, well, he didn't start well at the, in the exhibition game. But there are some reasons behind the scenes for that. But he's a junior from Harlem. He went to Chippewa College in Florida. Um, I read about him. He looks He's like he could be good. Legit. Um, the other one is Desi Sills. So he's the Arkansas State transfer. He uh, <laughs> he didn't even got on campus till a couple weeks ago. Um, he had some academic things going on. He had to take care of. He got here just in time. So you're not going to hear about him early because he's still kind of getting into game shape. But by the end of the season, I think he's the other one you might uh, you might be hearing. I, I you have you ever heard of High Point University? Um, High Point, it's not ringing a bell. private school in in North Carolina, but uh, the the OSU coach went after a kid from there that's supposed to be his first true point guard that he's had since he's taken over at OSU, and with the two big guys in the back, I think OSU could be a surprise team. With their the guys already was the co defensive player of the year that's in the back court. They, but he's now going to have he's now going to have a true point guard that transferred in. The kid averaged like twenty last year there, and they said he can really get it. His name, and so he might be another surprise one to watch. His name's 
uh, John Wright for OSU. That's uh, everything I read about him. He was unbelievable, but he was playing at high point that I've never heard of. So who knows? Well, I'm planning on it. It seems to, and I think it's going to work out. I'm planning on being at the K State games at OU and at Oklahoma State this year. So looks like I'm free and been working on some tickets and uh, I'm planning you on hitting will, both of those up. So you know, I'm I'm always disappointed in the Lloyd Noble Center. Always. it's so old. It's and. Uh, Somewhere and somehow, someday on campus, down closer to the football stadium, maybe over towards the tra- some. I don't know how where they could do it or how they could do it, um, but it's potentially one of the worst venues well, in the Big I'll, Twelve. The K State games on a Wednesday night, and so I'll, I'm gonna go to that, and there will be two thousand people maybe yep. there, spread out, no students. There's never students. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Yep. On the on those weeknight games. There's zero atmosphere, zero students. You're talking about that and and at Oklahoma and Norman, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's just, I mean, you one of the things, and this is no knock knock on my mom and them, but the average age in there is yes. my mom and them's age. Yes, there's and, and they 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 holler at you. Oh, if, if you stand, you stand up, up and cheer, yes, and cheer. I've been yelled at before. Sit down. Yeah, even they cheer. Oh, holler! They're on, so it's like a nursing home of <laughs> whatever yeah. not knocking them but it is what it is we don't we don't have the young vibrant rowdy loud yep just it's now oklahoma state that's a different right different thing right on campus the kids turn out to it especially if they're winning and then it's yep. loud and rowdy pretty yep. pr- and it's and you're right on the court um yep. well so no you'll it, have fun at both places but it's that, gonna be i i really truly believe K-State is severely underrated. If these guys can put it together, I think they are severely underrated. Now, with that said, there are some guys that if they get injured, it's going to turn ugly and I'm going to be paying out money pretty quick. But if they can stay healthy, I, I and, and so next year's class, so the 2023 class, so right now K-State's class is ranked seventh. We've already got two four-star players uh, the number one player in Illinois and the number one player in Texas have already committed to K State for now. so these guys can recruit. Now we'll yep. find out if they can coach, right? But they can recruit. John so. Blake was the greatest coach ever, <laughs> yeah. greatest recruiter ever. Couldn't coach a lick. Hey, can we get him? Still back? miss him. Now you can't. He's passed away. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Now I feel bad about that. So. Uh, we would like to have him back, though. That'd be nice. I did get to see some pretty cool stuff this weekend at the OU game. I'll just get back on that for just one second. Outside of the rowdy, raunchy fans, uh, Roy Williams was put in the College Football Hall of Fame, and so he got his induction plaque from the College Football Hall of Fame, and everybody was wearing their Superman cape. And some of them made a joke. Uh, one, our guy on the radio made a joke and said that uh, uh, Chrissy Sims ought to get a – a little commission off of that yeah. thing because he's Superman's into Chrissy Sims is yeah. how he got that name. But uh, it's good to see him. And what was cool about it was uh, all the old coaches lined up with him, Switzer, and uh, me and Annabelle were just right in front of him, Switzer, and, of course, the AD, but Billy Sims and all the other guys that are in the College Football Hall of Fame that have been named. So all of our College Football Hall of Famers were back. back. Steve Owens and several of the Heisman guys were all there that don't usually get to come. Um, so that was kind of a neat deal, and they honored our uh, national champion softball team. Um, so they had, and I don't know if you saw this or not, but Jocelyn Hollow signed with the Oklahoma City team that this will be their first year. I she got traded that, yeah. to. I have an idea. I know why. 
she will draw a crowd in Oklahoma. Oh, absolutely. She would not draw a crowd if she was oh, in absolutely. California Correct. or somewhere else. But in yes. Oklahoma, yes. she'll draw. She absolutely will. From yep. Texas, from Kansas, from places. And and I'm sure they'll surround her with other good players. You know there's some great college, 28, 29-year-old yep. softball yep. players. So, to me, I'll probably go to a game. Wouldn't yep. bother me. I mean, I think. No, and that's, uh, you know, back when uh, when the uh, when we had the Kansas Cagers here in town, here in Salina, and even the beginning with the Salina Liberty, or Salina Bombers, I guess they were at the beginning. That was their thing. Was they were trying to, like, I remember Jeff Boshi played for the Cagers from KU. Like, they were trying to get yep. those local players. Well, you know, they're going to draw even, people even, in the seats. So. Even Dane brought a lot of people. Yep. Just in, yep. as good as Dane was, he just in, he he so, drew people out. So did I? Am I understanding you correctly? As you talk about the game last Saturday, did Lisa sit in a suite, but you did not? No, it's a little too fancy for me. Oh, I uh, she goes Express uh, Corporate Headquarters in Oklahoma City ha- owns a suite yep. there, and they own a suite at the uh, basketball yeah, uh, the Thunder now, as well. Yeah. Um, but they. Um, I think I'll go to a few basketball games this year because they've got it's like an eighteen person suite. So they host, and a lot of times, like Express has it for everybody in the country, but everybody else in the country is not Oklahoma Correct. fans. So Correct. it's almost right. just like just the yeah. people it's who are Oklahoma be fans, local yeah, corporate office yeah. get to go. So um, well, if you go and there's one seat left in there, give me a shout. You know, it's one of down. the one of the funniest <laughs> things that I saw when I was up there, and of course you're on the same level with uh, the athletic director and all those old guys, but. As I walked, I went up in the fourth quarter, uh, just to go up and say hi to the owners. And um, I walked down the hall and met Kel Gundy in the hall. And I was shocked that Kel Gundy would be there. at yeah. the game. Yeah. And happy as I mean, he came out of one of the guys' booths, and they's all laughing. Yeah. And and I thought, I, I couldn't believe that he's he's up here with yeah, the people I who just, make the decisions. Uh, yeah. I just so can't. I, it, there's it, something so it threw weird about me, that. It, it yeah. threw me for a loop because I go, How's he up here with the very people that right. just fired him? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's. Yeah. There's something, something that's very so weird. weird about that whole situation. And I don't think most Oklahoma fans would know that, that he's up there, like front row, sitting right there with the president. Yeah. I, I watched him walk out of the president's uh, suite. Yep. He didn't say hi to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, we're coming up on an hour here. I got one more thing that I was going to mention that I saw today. Um, <laughs> this is my. Uh, what did I call it last time? I don't remember when I when I, I told a story about something really stupid. Uh, I, I talked about the lady who wore the hole in her shoes at the, on the medallion quest and then wanted and blamed the, the wanted, city. For yeah, it. wanted so, the city to pay her back. So uh, I saw an article today. This this one got me laughing. So Jeff Bezos, the guy who used to own Amazon. Yeah, I mean I think he's still chairman, but um, so his housekeeper is on record now claiming that she contracted. Um, UTIs due to the unsanitary conditions in his home. Oh, my God. She's the housekeeper. <laughs> Isn't that her responsibility? Oh I, I, I saw that title, and I just started that laughing. I'm like, uh, you're the housekeeper, so if it's unsanitary, isn't that your responsibility to clean up? What so. did what did you take? Have a t- you're more of a Twitter guy than I am. What's your take on Elon Musk's forty four billion dollar investment? Oh, I, I mean, uh, my take on the investment is it's stupid, but that's the whole challenge with Twitter, and it's somewhat the challenge with Snapchat as well. How do you monetize it? You have all these people that use it. It's a great platform. Um, 
I agree with some of the moves he's making. I disagree with some of the moves he's making. But at the end of the day, what did he pay $44 billion for? That's if he can find a way to monetize it, then I think it's a great deal with all the users that are on there on an hourly basis. But he's got a, and he's, I'm assuming he's got some ideas. Um, I mean, he's already implemented the $8 a month if you want the, the blue check right. mark. But, uh, I mean, if you can find a way to monetize it, I think it's a great deal. You see, but, he he or it's already suspended somebody today. I I've, well I've seen Kathy Griffin was I, suspended oh yeah, I did for see that one yeah, and and he's put on there that you if you go on well she changed all her right, stuff fake to, account to fake him. account yeah. to him. Yeah. He won't allow you to impersonate other people, which that's such an easy thing to do. I've always thought. I mean, uh, Bob Stoops has got four hundred fake oh, names right. on. Right. And those oh, no, parody the, ones are the best yeah. ones. Bill Snyder's Windbreaker is one of the funniest K-State people on Twitter. But, like, to me, Bill Snyder's Windbreaker, that's not impersonating Bill right. Snyder because you right, can you read know. that. Or Chris Kleiman's Sweatshirt's another one. Like, you know those, right? So I think he's talking about the people that would – it would the name would lend you to believe it's Elon Musk. He would have a right. picture of Elon Musk that's on what there. He, she, that's what Kathy so, Griffin right, did, so. and then she started sp- sp- spouting off the uh, – Yep. Same very thing that the uh, one party says the other party shouldn't do, but they'll do it both. You know, we're supposed to not have hate speech and all that kind right. of stuff t- towards each other, which I agree. But, I mean, one side can't lob Bob's over to the other and the other one throw them back. That's right. just that's all they do. But yep. tomorrow is vote day. Yep. So we'll I actually see. don't know a lot about what we're voting on. I know there's always some district judges and things like that that are in there that I don't know or have anything to. No, I it's think almost this is like all, I shouldn't even vote. But. Yeah, I think for us, this is all governor, Senate seats. Uh, there's some a few local city and county government seats. I think up for election. So, yep. um, yeah, we'll we'll see tomorrow night if uh, I, I I think. Well, we, it's already an hour. I don't want to get too much into it. I think if Republicans can keep one side or the other of the of Congress, we're, we'll be all right. I think if the Democrats can get both of them and that it's it might get ugly for the next two years so we'll see uglier uglier yeah yeah so. i'm telling you the uh the uh people lack of people wanting to work or working or it's, it's, with, with the way inflation is and the way jobs are i mean the way you go to the grocery store we was looking at spam yesterday spam used to be like 99 cents a bottle or one of those things of tuna 99 cents yeah they're now like four to five dollars for those little cans that were just a couple of months few months or six or eight months ago 99 centers we was shopping for harper and i said harper this is the cheap stuff we used to eat now it's not cheap stuff anymore well and kelly's seen some appraisals that are coming through that are starting i mean it's the with what they're requesting it's the start of the foreclosure process some of these houses sold six months ago yep so people bought a house that they couldn't afford moved in Never made a payment on it, and yeah. now they're starting to foreclose. So uh, we're not we're not at the bottom of this yet. I no. guess is my point. No, we're so. not. But well, we really sound really sad we're right s- now. No, so. let's Woo! go. We're seventeen days to Thanksgiving. Did you realize that? Yep. Seventeen yep, days. Yeah, we're getting close. So we'll do our we'll, our next one. We'll do our thanks our annual Thanksgiving. Yes. We'll talk food and um, all that good stuff. More exciting so. than that. We're six days to Lisa's birthday. Oh. Eleven thirteen. I didn't realize she was so close. Morgan's the 15th, so Is she? sweet 16. We're going on our first college visits this week, uh, Thursday, University of Arkansas with Gentry, and 
Friday pit. I haven't heard Sa- anything from Paul lately. Saturday. Boy, losing he's the been traveling. He's been <laughs> okay. tra- but then we're going to go watch the uh, Pitt State football on uh, Saturday. They're uh, undefeated, of course, and people around. There's quite a few Pitt State people yep. around Salina yep. that they get into those gorillas, and I would assume most likely that's where Gentry's going to go. She wanted to look at Arkansas because just to see what a big school looks mm-hmm. like and all that kind of stuff. And maybe in a couple of years might think about it. But Well, when she wants to go look at K-State, I'll take her around. It's just too I'll far from home. Stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'm, we got to get off here because I got to go yep. watch the, uh, the, the inaugural game of the Drone Tang era in Manhattan. All Kansas, right. Good so. luck there, and we'll discuss them next time. Yep. Sounds good. We'll be back in a couple weeks with our annual Happy birthday, Lisa. Episode. Happy birthday, Lisa. <laughs> we'll Bye. talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.